Well, I'm hoping I'll get this right the first time. It's really difficult to edit and audit these uh, audios, especially since I am not reading a script. So, today, one of the most important conversations that uh, I need to go into is the definition of black. As I said previously, America is very specific on what they consider to be a black person. Now, originally, um, mankind was divided into three groups. I learned this at, I guess, 14 years old. I wanted to be like one of those movies where they were exploring the world, digging up ancient artifacts. I thought it was so fascinating. So uh, somewhere between the age of 14 and 16, I took a class called uh, anthropology, which was a requirement for someone to go into the archaeology field. In that class, I learned about the divisions of mankind and how they were classified. Uh, according to the uh, anthropologist, there were three groups, uh, Caucasoid, Negroid, and mongoloid. Of course, I'm not going to go into all those definitions right now because they're sort of irrelevant. We're talking about one specific classification, which is negroid. Today, with all the racial unrest, that's considered a derogatory term. For some reason, um, Separating people into groups, again, like I, I went into previously, you know, the labeling is always derogatory. So according to the classification of being a Negroid, which, by the way, that term Negro is a shortened version of that, uh, you should have a certain color skin, a certain type of hair, certain features, and so on and so forth. More specifically, large noses, larger mouths, woolly or extremely tight curls, or that derogatory slang, you know, nappy. Uh, you're supposed to have, uh, actually according to the uh, physical description, very sparse body hair, uh, skin color, is supposed to be a certain hue, so on and so forth. America, of course, got a little bit more specific with that. Um, due to our, as I mentioned again earlier, our what I, I call multiracial blending of the people, which I am, and I love that term, interdimensional. I think it sounds so sophisticated. <laughs> Because of the blending of the races, which initially had already started even before the uh, slave trade, America had to be very specific on what and who they were going to abuse. So they had certain requirements. So you could be very, very fair. You could have different colored eyes besides brown or blue or black or whatever. Uh, you could have different colored hair. It could be blonde or red or 
or no specific color at all. But if you had certain key features that they had designated as being a black person, like a larger lips, a broader nose, kinky hair, then they would see you as black. Now, in the black race, we have all these variations. We have from pale, pale, pale to darker skin. Uh, we pretty much cover every variation of a human being. And uh, if you do your research, you'll probably find out that not necessarily all of that was because of interracial blending. The genetics that is carried by a, a black person has the capability of producing virtually anything, depending on what is dominant and what isn't. So because of that, America had to label certain requirements upon visual recognition to classify a person as black. So, you walk in a room, there's, you know, 20 people sitting there, um, somebody has an afro, their skin is white, their eyes are blue, but when they open their mouth, we, or as a population, we say, oh my goodness, that person's black. Okay. There's been people with straight hair and darker skin, you know, darker eyes. And by the same token, America will not classify them as black. So there are a multitude of races in this world that have skin tone that is on the darker side. Okay, a multitude of them. Very, very common. However, their features are not as prominent as the stereotypic definition of a negroid. So, more specifically, their noses are small, perhaps keen. Actually, I had someone, a young lady, tell me that. She said, oh, well, look at this person. Their nose is keen. And I just looked at her. Okay. <laughs> they may have thinner lips. Um, they may have pen straight hair. They may have a number of features that would classify them as, quote, unquote, one of the other races besides black. I have a very good friend of mine uh, whom I had met years and years and years ago. And it's not that I'm that ignorant or brainwashed that I try to assimilate people into groups, but I had, a, on visual uh, contact with her, assumed that she was not a person of the black race. I have friends I grew up with that uh, visually you would not realize that they are indeed black people. And that's not because they're trying to be something else or pretend that they're not. It's just visually, you would probably classify them in some other group besides the black race. 
It's not even skin tone or, or any of that. It could be the hair. It could be the features. It could be a number of things. So America is in a constant state of confusion. Now they have to be very specific when they are classifying you as black because there's so many of us out there, so many different races that are so similar to the black race that it's a conundrum for them. So with that being said, they have narrowed it down to certain key features. And remember now, uh, the larger mouth, the thicker lips, so on and so forth. People pay to get that now, you know. Uh, I guess according to physical arrangements on our body, we're supposed to have some type of uh, key features that also are supposed to be prominent in the black race, and people pay to get that. So with all the confusion uh, going on with the alterations and the modifications and, uh, how should I say, the diversity of, of the people, America is struggling to isolate and continue to persecute the black race. I was talking to someone on the phone the other day, uh, quite a lengthy conversation. And while I was talking to him, it was a gentleman. In the back of my mind, I knew this man was black. Interesting. Key features. Voices, the way we speak. No, I don't, it's the tone. I don't know what it is. I actually asked my son what it is that makes us able to identify a black person without even visually seeing them. It's, it's fascinating. And sure enough, as the conversation continued, he did identify himself as being a black man. I don't know if it's, it's not as though he had any type of stereotypic speech pattern. It was just the tone of his voice. I have sat across from people who visually to me would appear to be non-black, you know, blue eyes, green eyes, even straight hair to the point of being blonde or or light brown or whatever is non-stereotypic and I'm looking right at them and as soon as they open their mouth it's like a little bell goes off oh yep they're black what is it about that I, I, I have yet to been able to discern why that's even possible to identify someone's ethnic origin by their voice But let's get back to America and its problem, identifying the black person. We already know why it's important. You can't discriminate against someone if you can't identify them. You can't persecute your enemy, so-and-so, or so to speak, if you don't recognize them. So it's very important that they have certain key features that identify people as to their classification. So, braided hair, stereotypic, 
black hairstyle. Hair that's kinky or wooly, stereotypic black hair. Color doesn't even matter. Because there are so many people in the world that have a variation of skin tone, America has now narrowed it down to one specific genetic trait. And I want to say that trait is hair. Yes. Not just the hairstyles of uh, dreads or braids, but hair type. I don't care whether your nose is keen, your lips are thin, your skin is pale. America's eyes goes right to that head and says, oh, you're black. Dominant trait passed on from origins in Africa. Now, again, that's a stereotype. I've done some research uh, in recent years, and there are many, many, many indigenous African tribes whose hair were not, or their hair was not, kinky, curly, so on and so forth. In fact, many of them had keen features, sharp noses and lips, and straight hair. America, however, would look at those people and try to designate them as something else, even though they are straight-up black people, straight-up Africans. It's like that attempt they, they try to make when uh, claiming that Egyptians were not black. The Egyptian race was black, absolutely. Absolutely. It tells you in the Bible, you know, it's very specific. You know, you had... Different races over in Africa with a hundred and something degree temperature. These were not pale skinned people. Okay. The curly hair or the nappy hair, so to speak, that we like to use in a derogatory term, formed that way to protect us from the heat. And the colder climates, the hair being straight, was a result of the extreme cold in which case you needed more weight on your head. In the hotter temperature, you needed a, a thinner hair, lightweight, but still to the point of where it could protect your skull. So genetically speaking, through the evolution of mankind, not only did we become interdimensional blacks or an interdimensional world, but a lot of these genetic traits that were originated for our survival have been passed on through, through our children. Whether or not you identify yourself as black, whether or not your mother's white or your father is white or your mother is Asian and your father is Eurasian or you know, whatever race you are, whatever blend you are, whatever uh, interdimensional genetic structure that you carry, America doesn't care about that. They will judge you by key features. Worst case scenario, they'll get desperate and ask you. But they must put you in a slot. Because according to whatever slot they put you in is how they're going to treat you.
back in the day, there were certain people of the black race who did not look black, according to America's stereotype. And it was to, again, my greatest shame, um, this is information, of course, passed on from the older members of my family, that these people tried to pretend they were of another race. Understandably so. I mean, if you're downtrodden, beat, and persecuted the majority of your life because they think you're something, it makes sense that perhaps you would want to hide from that particular identity so that you could live. I'm not ashamed to be black. If people don't like anything about my skin or my face or or my nose, or my hair, that is their problem. And I want to say that for every living black person out there. I don't care whether you're interdimensional. I, I don't care how you look, because it doesn't really matter. I'm going to make a, a strong religious statement. God did not make us to please each other. Let me, let me repeat that. God created all of us equally. In the Bible, it says God created man and he saw that it was good. He didn't make any exceptions. There is no shamed in being black. It doesn't matter how anyone else views you. It doesn't matter how much they persecute you. It doesn't matter about the history of being downtrodden. None of it matters. As a living human being, like I told you in the beginning, I do not wake up every morning and say, Oh my goodness, I'm black. Let me get my coffee cup. No, no, I don't. I don't wake up when I'm black. I'm grateful to wake up, especially at this age. <laughs> but I, I assure you, worried about whether I'm black or whether my hair is nappy or my nose is big or my lips are thick or what color skin I have or any of that ridiculous, uncivil, uncivilized, oh wow, I can't, I'm stumbling over my own tongue, uncivilized thought, which basically signifies a lack of intellect. Or, you know, of course, one of my favorite words, ignorance. So now that America has its definition of black down, down pat to having a certain hair type or and hairstyle that will be a key feature for them to recognize you, it makes them easy it makes it easy for them to continue the discrimination that they've done for decades again i am not ashamed to be black and i want to reiterate again that there's no living human being on this planet that should be ashamed of who they are because of their race, their creed, their color, none of that. If any living human being has any shame, 
It should only be based on how they behave, what they've done, what they haven't done, as a person, not as a race. We have to fit into a label somehow. I heard on, on the news that there was a, um, another country, and it was not America, and uh, I don't want to be too specific, but they were bragging on the fact that they had problems with racism also. I guess they're trying to make America feel like they're not alone, and you know, there are hundreds of years of discriminatory persecution. All I could think is, why are you bragging on that? What is wrong with your mind? I mean, at the very least, it should be something to be ashamed of. Ashamed. But certainly no point of boast. I know we're supposed to be the superior life form, humanoid, on this planet. And yet there's times when I wonder, how truly intellectual are we? How, how, what type of intelligence do we actually have if we cannot even communicate or live amongst each other without constant, continuous conflict based on irrelevant ignorant assumptions. So if you're sitting out there listening right now, and I'm, I'm going to try to shorten these, I have many, many topics to cover. Let me, let me clarify again the definition of black. It's not your skin color. It's not the thickness of your lips. That's bought and paid for. It's not even your nose. That can be altered. But the one key feature that America today focuses on is hair type, yes. The hair type, hairstyle, hair type. I mean, if it's not obvious that you're from African descent, then they have to, they have to look a little closer. Now, when I leave you today, I wanna, I wanna ask you this question. Why is it important to America to distinguish who is black and who isn't? We, we know the answer to that. Why is it important? So I look forward to speaking with you uh, next time. Um, we've covered Americans' definition of black and how they view a black person, the reason why it's important. Uh, we're going to go a little bit more into more detail about uh, blackness on the next one. Um, I want to go into more specific genetic mixing or interdimensional blacks. It's very important that people realize that we love who we love, period. 
and the results of that love sometimes leaves America trying to guess the origin of that, that offspring. So I look forward to speaking to you, and uh, you have a great day.